The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation of rabbi. As for you, do not be called rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father, for you have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. <coughs> the Gospel of the Lord. readings today point us towards one particular reality, namely the aspect of priesthood in the life of the people of God. It's interesting to note that whenever we hear about the priesthood, whether it's in the Old Testament prophets or in the New Testament scriptures, specifically in the words of our Lord against the Pharisees, oftentimes these are the places where we see the very strongest and most harsh words spoken in the scriptures. The ones who are the worst of the worst, when it comes down to it, oftentimes are the priests. And I would suggest to you that the reason why is because the dignity of the priest is so great that when he forgets about it, he goes to the great length, but in the opposite direction of goodness, rather in wickedness. I want to reflect with you on a few moments uh, from... A writing from St. John Vianney, the patron of all priests, uh, on his reflection on holy orders in light of what we just read. And so it's a rather lengthy quote. It's about three pages of a book. Uh, so if you don't like the homily this week, I largely stole it from a saint. So I'm sorry. Uh, that's the best I could do this weekend. So here we go. St. John Vianney. He says, my children, we have come to the sacrament of orders. It is a sacrament which seems to relate to no one among you, and yet which relates to everyone. The sacrament raises humanity up to God. What is a priest? A man who holds the place of God. A man who is invested with all the powers of God. Go, said our Lord to the priest. As my father sent me, so I send you. All power has been given me in heaven and on earth. Go then, teach all the nations. He who listens to you, listens to me. He who despises you, despises me. When the priest remits sin, he does not say, God pardons you. He says, I absolve you. 
At the consecration, he does not say, this is the body of our Lord. He says, this is my body. St. Bernard of Clairvaux tells us that everything that has come to us through Mary, and we may also say that everything has come to us through the priest. Yes, all happiness, all graces, all heavenly gifts. If we had not the sacrament of orders, we should not have our Lord. Who placed him there in that tabernacle? It was the priest. Who was it that received your soul on its entrance into life? The priest. Who nourishes it to give it strength to make its pilgrimage? The priest. Who will prepare you to appear before God by washing that soul for the last time in the blood of Jesus Christ? The priest. Always the priest. And if that soul comes to the point of death, who will raise it up? Who will restore it to calmness and peace? Again, the priest. You cannot recall one single blessing from God without finding side by side with this recollection the image of the priest. Go to confession to the Blessed Virgin or to an angel. Will they absolve you? No. Will they give you the body and blood of our Lord? No. The Holy Virgin cannot make her son descend into the host. You might have 200 angels here, but they could not absolve you. A priest, however simple he may be, can do it. He can say to you, go in peace, I pardon you. Oh, how great is the priest. The priest will not understand the greatness of his office till he is in heaven. If he understood it on earth, he would die, not of fear, but of love. The other benefits of God would, not be, uh, would be of no avail to us without the priest. What would be the use of a house full of gold if you had nobody to open you the door? The priest has the key of the heavenly treasures. It is he who opens the door, he who is the steward of the good God, the distributor of his wealth. Without the priest, the death and passion of our Lord would be of no avail. Look at the heathens. What has it availed them that our Lord has died? Alas, they can have no share in his blessings of redemption while they have no priest to apply his blood to their souls. The priest is not a priest for himself. He does not give himself absolution. He does not administer the sacraments to himself. He is not for himself. He is for you. After God, the priest is everything. Leave a parish 20 years without priests and they will worship beasts. If the missionary father and I were to go away, you would say, what can we do in this church? There is no mass. Our Lord is no longer here. We may as well pray at home. When people wish to destroy religion, they begin by attacking the priest, because when there is no longer any priest, there is no sacrifice. And when there is no longer any sacrifice, there is no religion. When the bell calls you to church, if you were asked, where are you going? You might answer, I am going to feed my soul. If someone were to ask you, pointing to the tabernacle, what is that golden door? That is our storehouse, where the true food of our souls is kept. Who has the key? Who lays the provisions? Who makes ready the feast? And who serves the table? The priest. And what is our food? The precious body and blood of our Lord. O God, O God, how thou hast loved us. See the power of the priest. Out of a piece of bread, the word of a priest makes a God. It is more than creating the world. 
Someone said, Does Saint Philomena then obey the cure of ours, John Vianney himself? Indeed, she may well obey him, since God obeys him. If I were to meet a priest and an angel, I should salute the priest before I saluted the angel. The latter is the friend of God, but the priest holds his place. Saint Teresa kissed the ground where the priest had passed. When you see a priest, you should say, There is he who made me a child of God, and opened heaven to me by holy baptism. He who purified me after I had sinned, who gives nourishment to my soul. At the side of a church tower, you may say, What is there in that place? The body of our Lord. Why is he there? Because a priest has been there and has said Holy Mass. What joy did the apostles feel after the resurrection of our Lord at seeing the Master whom they had loved so much? The priest must feel the same joy at seeing our Lord whom he holds in his hands. Great value is attached to objects which have been laid in the drinking cup of the Blessed Virgin and of the child Jesus in Loretto, but the fingers of the priest that have touched the adorable flesh of Jesus Christ, that have been plunged into the chalice which contained his blood, into the pyx where his body has lain, are they not still more precious? The priesthood is the love of the heart of Jesus. When you see the priest, think of our Lord Jesus Christ. When I read those words, and remember that I am a priest, it shocks me and scandalizes me that the Lord should do such things for us, and especially in me. The simple reality is that the priesthood is such an incredible office, and the priest so highly dignified and honored, not because of who he is in himself, but because of the office that he holds. The problem is that sometimes priests forget that people honor them because of the office that they hold, and they think that they honor them because of themselves. They think it's because of their gifts, because of their personality, because of who they are or what they've done. Because of the things that they provide to the people, they presume upon it and they sometimes forget that it is Jesus Christ who does all of these things and the priest who is simply an instrument. And when a priest neglects this reality and fails to recognize in humility that he simply holds an office, he fails and he falls deeply. That's why the harshest words are reserved for the priests. Because any priest who forgets that he is just an instrument, that he is absolutely useless, unless it was the grace of God actually doing the work, any priest that forgets those things is lost. And anyone that follows him also falls into the pit. In the gospel, Jesus speaks to his disciples and he says, Call no one rabbi. Don't call anyone father. Don't permit yourself to be called master. And it wasn't a specific rebuke of those individual terms. Indeed, the majority of even whenever you see me in the morning or in the market or wherever you may find me, you greet me, hello, father, right? 
Is the rebuke of the command of Jesus? Are we following exactly the contrary of what Jesus asks of us? No. Because we have to understand the context in which Jesus speaks. The Pharisees of the day would set up for themselves a sort of personality cult. We see it also in the, in the letters of St. Paul when he's writing to the different communities and he's recognizing some of you sow division in your own body, in your own community. You try to make yourselves better because of your following of a certain disciple. I'm a disciple of Cephas. I'm a disciple of Paul. I'm a disciple of Apollos. To which St. Paul responds, who cares? We're all disciples of Jesus. It doesn't matter who you fall under as a teacher, because the teacher only does his work to the extent that he lets Jesus Christ work within him. Whenever we address a priest as father, it's not because you have a personality cult around the priest that you only call one priest father. We call every priest father. But in the time of the Pharisees, you only called father the one who was your guy. Your teacher, your master, your father, a single one. And Jesus rebukes that. He says, no one can have this authority in himself. Do not take the authority yourself. He looks at his priests, his disciples, and he says, if any one of you begins to make a personality cult of yourself rather than to lead people to me, you're done. I could give you a litany of priests who have made themselves a personality cult, even in our contemporary times. Men who have been known speakers in national and international stages, who the world flocks to, but when they turned on themselves, rather than to speak Jesus Christ, they fell. Several of them have left the priesthood. Many have even left the church itself. Because they relied upon themselves. And they thought, I am grand. I am great. I am deserving of these honors. Rather than to recognize that it is Christ who deserves all of these things. And the priest himself deserves nothing. He's done only what he's been asked to do. Today begins the National Vocations Awareness Week. So it's a week reflecting specifically on vocations, most especially vocations to the priesthood and to religious life. And so in light of that, I would ask you to pray for two specific intentions. I would like you first to pray for the priest of our diocese. Here there are two intentions, kind of sub-intentions that I would like you to keep in mind. One is I would like you to pray that every priest would recognize the dignity of the office of the priesthood. Sometimes priests are ordained priests and they try too much to be just men of the world. Normal guys. When in fact by the office they hold they are called to do and to act so much more. To be a representative of Christ. And sometimes we priests forget that. Without our humanity show more than our ordained state. So to pray first that our priests would recognize the dignity of the office of the priesthood. But then secondly, that we recognize that that dignity is not ours, but is Christ's. That the dignity, the, the honor, the little perks that are given to the priests 
much as they can be frustrating to us in our humanity, are a sign simply of the love of Jesus Christ. If a priest forgets that the kindnesses shown to him are not because of Brent Mayer, they're shown to Jesus Christ. If he forgets that, there's a great problem, and he leads the flock astray. So I pray that you would also pray for the humility of the priests of our diocese, who might be able to be humbled in the leadership that we offer in the church. The second intention that I would ask you to pray for is for vocations to the priesthood. And I want you to be rather specific on this one. I want vocations to the priesthood for the Diocese of Baton Rouge from St. Anne and St. Vincent. The Lord likes specific things. I want to be specific. Because there are men in our parish who are called to the priesthood. I have absolutely no doubt of this. But they're not responding. Maybe it's because they're in the pews and they're just not, not getting it enough. Maybe they don't have encouragement. Maybe they've been discouraged by parents or friends. Maybe they're not even in the pews. Maybe they're just out there around the parish waiting for the Lord to bring them into the church that they might be able to see the light of their vocation. But they are here. And they need our prayers. So as we go through the course of this week, I would encourage you again in those two intentions to pray for the priests of our diocese and to pray for more priests for the Diocese of Baton Rouge from our parish. To place our trust in the Lord. If we humble ourselves before him in our need, he will exalt us. And so we come before him and beg. We can do nothing more. We need the priest. I need the priest. So let us ask the Lord to provide for us. And to provide for us richly. That indeed our flock here and throughout the diocese and throughout the world might experience a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit of the grace. That many might come to know the love of the heart of Jesus Christ. And look forward to the day of its fulfillment in heaven.